Hi everyone, Gray, your Dungeon Master here. Sorry for the delay in this episode. Her agents have all sorts of important and exciting things going on in their lives these days, and finding those rare times when we're all free to record has been tough lately. Not impossible, though, and we managed to put together a side story for you recently. We would love to present the first half to you today, and we'll have the second half up for you soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to thread the needle while these roll out and get the next main team episodes recorded and uploaded for you. Thanks for your patience, and we hope you enjoy this 20-sided side story. The waves calmly lap up on the shoreline of the Sea of Fallen Stars. Soft foam licks at the sand as the sun rises on a town so small it appears on none but the smallest of maps. The morning gulls are in for a surprise in this small town's shoreline today, enjoying the feast of a fresh corpse at the mouth of a shoreside mine. our 20 sad side story different characters this time bell jenny and hawari we're doing are things busy a right now they're inside of an art museum fighting for their lives somewhere else on the sea of fallen stars and their mission has gotten complicated with the addition of other agents uh bizarre some somewhat lich who knows but that's not the kind of story we're going to tell today. We're going to pull the camera back a little bit. We're going to go to the other side of the Sea of Fallen Stars. Somewhere happening right at this moment while this other thing is happening simultaneously. Um, our story is going to start in a small town on the Sea of Fallen Stars. Um, look at my notes now. I don't have a name for this little town. So what do you guys want to call this place? Scarsborough Fair. Scarsborough Fair. Is that allowed? I'm probably not. Wow. I'm probably not. Fat tire. That's the beer we're drinking. All right. I vote for it. I've had one or two or five beers. Let's go. Okay. Let's roll with it. Fat tire town. We'll call it Fatireton. There we go. In the small town of Fatireton. There we go. Okay. In the small Fatire. town of Fatireton. Fatireton. There we go. <laughs> and Fatireton is a small town, <laughs> barely a town, slightly more than a village. It kind of like rides the line, depending on who you ask. And there is really not too much notable about this sleepy town beyond its mining operations. You see, the only valuable export that this town provides to the rest of the area at large is a semi-magical soapstone that is mined from caves on a cliffside right up against the shore where the salt water from the Sea of Fallen Stars kind of splashes into it. These soapstones are typically ground into powder, and that powder is used as a magical chalk for rituals and things. People love drawing magic circles with this. All kinds of stuff. Um, business has kind of been drying up as of late, too. And uh, there are simply just other operations that have access to more of it and can afford to sell it for less. And so the small town of Fatireton is starting to kind of slow down. The two of you are Harper agents who have been told to lay low. You received news from headquarters 
in person because they couldn't risk sending a message that pretty much every agent in the entirety of the organization has been compromised and they need you for your own safety lay low and avoid known enemies of the Harpers so that harm doesn't come to you and to keep a close eye on people that want to try and blow up your spot your spot being disguised as members of a church in town you have your cover is has been kind of set up as the uh, clergy and a notable person who's been brought in by the head priest of this church and your church going tasks your community service are a pretty convenient cover for the kind of observation and work that you need to do for your organization so let's go with our characters let's start with you yasmin who are you playing today I am playing a half tiefling rogue <laughs> idiot uh, named Clemency. I love Clem. Who goes by Clem for short. I love Clem. <laughs> Tell me about Clem. Clem tries. <laughs> Tell me about Clem. Clem. <laughs> Clem is someone who's always doing their best. Um, you know, they're probably I would say about like five two or five three, but they wear like they got moon boots, little like platform sneakers. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. So they they appear a little bit taller than they actually are. Um, they're not necessarily new to the Harpers. Um, they have a little bit of a history where mm-hmm. they very enthusiastically signed up uh, for the most important mission they could possibly do. Uh, and then kind of just <laughs> beefed it a little bit. <laughs> beefed it so bad that the Harpers were like okay, you're very nice and you're trying your best and, like, we need volunteers, but also, like, you literally just tripped over your own feet and, like, accidentally incinerated an entire forest with important (laughs) resources in it or some shit like that. So they basically got sent out here as timeout because the Harpers can't really turn down a lot of help right now. So, but they are like, no, this is a new opportunity. I can... I can become better and, and maybe I can do things more for these people, but ultimately Aww, they guy. really just mess up a lot. Aww, poor guy. Yeah. So they, they try uh, really hard. And so mm-hmm. like some people might be upset about being sent out to this area, but Clem is just trying their best every day. I like and it. Looking so at the it idea is, like is that the Harper sent them out here as kind of a, we're not going to fire you. But we're going to put you on quote-unquote punishment duty. And Clem's like, no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll make this work yeah. and I'll do the best I can. I'll, I'll make this work and I'll do the best I can. Yeah, they're like, it'll, it'll be fun. And then maybe afterwards um, they'll be so happy with my job that they'll give me my very own varsity jacket. <laughs> yep, that's how the Harpers work. They love it. Yep, that's how the Harpers work. They love it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think they just have a total misunderstanding yeah. <laughs> of what the Harpers are or, like, what they should be doing, but they move forward with it I love that. ambitiously. Hell yeah. So how about you, Alex? Who are you playing today? <laughs> I am playing a half... I am elf. playing a half Arthur. wood mm-hmm. elf named Arthur. And if you couldn't tell just from the name alone, he's a nerd. Sorry to all Arthurs out there. He is a... We apologize to all Arthurs out there. I was just like, what's the nerdiest name? 
He is a knowledge cleric who worships the god Ogma, who the Harpers are super into. Um, because usually people who worship Ogma become bards. And I feel like a lot of Arthur's family and other people in his church, because he's kind of was raised in this religion, um, became bards. You know, and elves love being bards. They love music. They love all that stuff. Um, but the problem is Arthur is very tone deaf and very not good at playing instruments, despite being extremely intelligent. But his type of intelligence has more to do with the written texts of his religion and reading and math and all that stuff and not so much the artistic side of being an elf or being a bard so he's always been a little bit bitter about that but it's okay he became a cleric he's really into learning uh, I feel like he joined the Harpers fairly fairly recently um Trying to make, you know, trying to make a name for himself, trying to prove that he can do something other than being a bard. And he ultimately does believe in, like, the good of things, which is why he joined the Harpers. But he's uh, not not digging this uh, this new partner of his because he's uh, kind of a shut-in in his own way. And doesn't really have time to teach anyone. So anything. he kind of preferred things, and it was just him in <laughs> yeah. Fatirton. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of the, uh, yeah. He was kind of the uh, working in the church. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, this priest of the church, cool, sounds good." Alrighty. And now he's here. So, what's day to day life like? You think for these guys now that they've been kind of warned to kind of lay low. I feel like Arthur's already kind of been laying low because he takes the whole, like, mm-hmm. secret spy thing very seriously. But he's also, like, a very average-looking yeah. half-wood elf. Like, yeah, he sticks out because he's half-elf, but beyond that, everyone's like, he's just a church member and a nerd who always is reading, and we can kind of just Fair. ignore him. How does Clem kind of... Take this lay low assignment. Take this lay low assignment. Clem is like, okay, well, if we're going to lay low and I have to be sort of like essentially the, the janitor <laughs> of this church, I'll do it. <laughs> so they're the kind of living being that kind of puts, they're all under the chores. So they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dust all of the. That's actually a great question. I imagine in, in some aspect they do, but churches of Agma sometimes also double as libraries. So assuming this is actually a church of Agma and not just mm, okay. another church that you're covering as, as there's probably books to be organized. You probably have to put stuff back on shelf in like a specific yeah. order. Yep. Arthur's. Arthur's definitely a librarian. He's just known as a weird librarian. <laughs> He's just known so as just, a weird librarian. Know, making sure that everything is, you know, uh, copacetic <laughs> with the Dewey Decimal System. I imagine system. half of it is, like, Clem putting a book uh, on the shelf take, in the wrong you know, place. Clem putting a book and then, the um, what's your character's name? 
Yep. Arthur, that's right. Arthur trying to put it back where it's supposed to go. Muttering to himself. Like, he doesn't, they don't even At least. respect the Dewey Dixon system. <laughs> What are oh, they doing I, here? I respect it. I just I respect you know, Dewey and Decimal, <laughs> which no one can know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, both Dewey and Decimal are very important people. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. They. That's just the kind of thing that they do, and they're like, "Oh, this this looks right," and then someone will come across it, I guess, and correct it. But at least there's no shortage of good things to read. At least there's no shortage. So, that's true. Right. There's, so there's when uh, HQ came down and so warned the two of you about that the uh, the group was compromised and to keep your eye out on you know suspicious people around town, make sure no one's making any moves against you, the two people that sprang to your mind quickest as you know potential problems are people who you suspect are members of organizations that have been long enemies of the Harpers. Um, because there is a small presence of the Zentarum in town, and there is a small presence of what you assume to be the Cult of the Dragon in town, all sort of jockeying for position to try and take over the Soapstone Mine to use its product for their nefarious deeds and leave the remaining people in the town to just kind of live in squalor with their main export taken away. And you... The names that often come to your attention are Ashalon, who is a cult of the dragon priest who works at a rival church in town. It's a church to Lathander, who is a a lord of the early morning and the like a sun light god type of thing. But you, Arthur, as an actual priest, know that this is just kind of a facsimile. It's like a fraud. Yeah, you. It's a front for their operation, and you're. High religion skill lets you point out inconsistencies, but it'd be pretty dangerous to sort of fight with them, especially now if they might know who you are. And the other one you're all, always on the lookout for is named Radil, and she is a Zentarum boss, an overseer of Zent operations in the town. And you think that she's running a smuggling operation that are trying to steal either exports going out or to smuggle new items going in. And it's been a tense week or so since you've got this news, but all that kind of changes today. And we're going to start in media res a little bit here. I'm going to describe to you how the morning's gone. Um, what's a normal morning for the team, for you two? I'm putting books. I'm putting books back, making sure there's no late fees. If there are mm-hmm. late fees, I have to make a note of it. Do crunch all the numbers there and see how much they owe. Get someone who is much bigger and stronger than yeah. me to go get that late fee. And Sounds like, a, the book like a mob back. extortion thing. <laughs> I gotta send the muscle yeah, to go like collect the library's late like fees. <laughs> I mean, no, but look at him. That's true. A shrimpy little guy. No one's going to take him seriously outside of, you know, him telling people Mm -hmm. to be quiet in the library. I I just love the idea of, like, hey, you have three gold coins worth of late fees in this magic library, so we're going to send, you know, 
uh, malicious Mikey out there. Listen, there's a really long <laughs> list of people that are waiting to rent Jenny Drewlshard's actual guide to monsters, and you need to return it to the library. Oh, you need to return. It. He takes his job <laughs> very seriously because he's like mm-hmm. knowledge is everything. And to become more knowledgeable is to become mm-hmm. closer to Agma himself. So you can't That's true. hoard this knowledge for yourself. I think it's a big thing for, for Agma to not only learn new things, but to share those things with others. So you best get that book back to the library so someone else can read it. Wow, what a nerd. Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's Clem's morning routine like? <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's Clem's morning routine? Clem is already awake has made uh, the, I guess, magic equivalent of coffee. Uh, Already has been up for, like, (laughs) 70 hours and just has been, like, happily, accidentally (laughs) unorganizing all the books. Uh, Talking to patrons, being very nice and very not smart. (laughs) So it probably has, like... You know, again, like, dusted all the pews, making sure there's no trash, you know, all kinds of stuff. Fed the magical cats outside Aww. that hang out outside the building. I love it. Like bodega cats. Love it. And that's, you know, they're just, they're going along their When day, you go outside to feed the, uh, the stray magic cats that live around this area, um, you take mm-hmm. in kind of, like, the fresh, like... Sea air because you guys are this town is pretty much right up on the coast, Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of there's some areas of the town where it gently slopes down to a beach, but there are like harsh cliffs where all these caves for the mines are built into. And it's Um, what I wouldn't say it's tropical, it's kind of like um, like northern California, Mm -hmm. kind of like a New York shores, where, like, it definitely gets cold at some times of the year. But um, when it's warm, it's really warm. And right now it's... I'm trying to remember what season it is when we're playing our game. I think it's, like, early spring, because I think we started playing in the winter. So it should be early spring around now. So it's it's still kind of chilly, but it's, like, a brisk, nice chilly. That kind of helps wake you up a little bit. It doesn't make you want to run back inside as quickly as possible. Um, the waves are mm-hmm. kind of rolling in, Perfect. and you're just kind of taking in the scene because it looks nice. It's nice to see the sunrise. You know, it's not going to be too long before Arthur is mad at you for something or other. Um, but give me a perception yeah. check while you're out here. Give me a perception check out here. I will do that. Oh, that doesn't seem like it's going to be very high. A nine? Let's see. Oh, it's a nine. The soft waves kind of roll yeah. in, and it's you're just kind of taking it, and you're not paying too too much attention. But you think you catch the faintest sound of shouting in the distance, but you're not certain from where. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it sounded like someone was really upset, but I can't be sure about it, so I'm just not going to pay attention. And you return back inside, or do you stay outside? Stay outside. Uh, we'll stay outside and just, you know, just oh, yeah. breathe in the fresh air a little bit. Have a nice little Arthur, break. Arthur, you I've wake up, and you're 
associate Clem is nowhere to be found. There are half-finished tasks all over the church. Books are in the wrong place. As usual. What's going on? What are you doing this morning? I'm cleaning up after <laughs> As you Clem's do, mess. maybe you're, you're slotting some books on shelves. You're approaching like a reading area that's kind of lit by the sunlight from outside. And as you approach the window, you can see Clem just kind of sitting on the steps up to the t- temple, just kind of admiring the sunrise. Yeah. Well, I opened that window. And I'm like, what are you doing? There's a whole mess you've left in here for me. What? What mess? The books. You didn't put them back right again. I put put all of them back, according to the (laughs) Dewey and or decimals. I adjust my glasses. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) you know nothing of the Dewey decimal system, no matter how many times I try to describe the the Dewey decimal system to you. Give me a um, perception check, and I'll give you advantage because you just adjusted your glasses for optimal viewing. Not mm-hmm. super great, but let's see. Perception, you said? Mm-hmm. I got a 10. A 10. That's one better. I got a 10. Um, so you're <laughs> you're in the middle of trying to figure out how you're going to respond to Clem's excuses. And something catches your eye. Out of the corner of your eye, you see, like, approaching the beach from the, uh, the sandbar that you and Clem both know leads to the, so- um, the mines off to the side where the soapstones are harvested from. You can see uh, some sort of human wearing uh, combat gear limping out from behind the uh, vantage point of a cliff face. And you see them kind of stagger onto the sand before collapsing and falling face first into the sand. Hey, Clem. Oh, no. Hey, Clem. Yeah. Do you notice in your weird introspective sunrise watches uh people just stumbling around dying this early in the morning or is that not usual for our small sleepy town of flat tireton you know (laughs) i i'm not gonna rule it out entirely but haven't seen it in a while well there is someone over there currently passed out and we should probably maybe go look at it yeah, let's go right now. <laughs> I just climb right cool. out of the window. Nice moves. <laughs> oh, okay. You make your way over to the um, this man face down on the beach. The uh, the sand around him is stained with his blood, and it looks like he has sustained numerous combat wounds from fight. Um, you assume they are their enemies using some sort of bladed weapon, and they are they have since passed. Are lying just face down dead on the beach as the morning tide kind of laps at their feet. I'm going to do an investigation check on the body. I'm going to do an Absolutely. investigation check Jimmy. on the body. Absolutely. I got an 11. 11? Yeah, it looks like they were... I got an 11. They're dead already. They're, they're certainly dead. Looks like they were killed they're in dead combat already. with another person. <laughs> they died from blood loss, from, uh, oh, you know, no. sword wounds. You said they had, like, combat boots? Yeah, they were wearing combat gear. 
there was, yeah, there were in combat Is there, like, does it seem like any kind of military? Your, your, or your investigation like kind of lets you know. Gear. It's not necessarily military. It's, you know, it's like mercenary type gear, but it is very deliberately kind of scrubbed of all identifiers, which to you identifies it as probably some sort of Zentarum agent. As you don't know many groups locally anyway, that would go through such lengths to hide their identity. Besides, you know, you guys. And he's not one of yours. Hmm. It's at this moment that you can hear the sounds of additional combat ring out from a mine just down the sand, just down the beach to your left. As you look down, you can kind of see the cliff face with its, like, it almost looks like a like a sponge just riddled with holes that lead to different caves with a large entryway one here. And you can see what look like flashes of light inside on the cave walls. And you can hear the sounds of combat coming from within. What do you do? Now I suppose we are to keep a low profile. But I believe we gotta help them. I believe it would be prudent, yes, to find out what is causing all this chaos right now. It's not really, not really a thing for the Zentarum to just openly act out of turn. But we'll have to be stealthy. I'll do my best. All right. Very, very Let's cautious. go check it out. If you're going cautiously, very, give very me stealth cautiously. checks, if you would. Mm-hmm. Now, you, Arthur, are very poor at stealth, but you do have your channel divinity, which lets you be not so bad at stealth. I think you can only use your channel divinity twice a day. It's up to you. Um... I'm not going to use it yet. I'm going to try to do it on my own and see what happens. I'll give you a different under the couch. Please hold. Okay, we'll hold. Mine. I want mine. I just dropped it under the couch. We found it. We found it. Stealth check part two. Alright. Stealth check. Stealth Great. check part two. Take <laughs> <laughs> All that to roll a five. Ooh, not good. All that to just roll a fucking five. Oh my goodness. Well, at least I don't have any negative modifiers on my dexterity. It was all For everyone out there, I just rolled my dice straight under the couch. Went down to find it. Spent a lot of time looking for it because I couldn't find it. Had Gray help me find it. Multiple <laughs> five. Thanks for fucking. So I mean, you know what? Thanks for fucking it's, nothing. It's about the journey, not the destination. Anyway, I trip all over my fucking <laughs> librarian robe. You've got like scale mail too, so you've got like heavy <laughs> gear, probably with lots of nice uh, tapestries and. Maybe you've got your favorite book written on your armor, and you're just eating shit, falling all over it. Can I do, while I'm at it, 
Oh. A performance. For what purpose? <laughs> well, okay. Okay. I'll roll if somebody notices How did, me. You did okay. pretty okay, though, uh, Clem. How did you roll? Weirdly enough, for some reason, Clem is okay nice. at being stealthy because I have a 16. Well, you're a rogue, so it makes sense. <laughs> I, but not on purpose. So you sneak up, and despite your sneak up, your allies like your, clambering around, it seems like the two of you approach unnoticed. And Clem, as you approach the edge of the uh, cave, and you see further and further in, there are more bodies within. And you can see the people that have been on the two of your watch list for a while. People who you assumed were members of either the Cult of the Dragon or the Zentarim are just going ape on each other. It is a, a bloody battle between the two of them, the likes of which you've never seen before. You have no clue what could have spurred these two groups to fight each other the way they are. But they are going at it. Oh. You don't know. How did this happen? I do not know. Um, what should we do? We probably shouldn't get involved. I mean, I could go back to the church and get us some more cups of magic coffee, and we can just sit here and hope that they kind of finish each other off. I believe it would be more prudent to maybe I believe it would be more prudent to cops. maybe call the cops. Oh. What's what's the number <laughs> for the magic cops? <laughs> <laughs> do we have do we No, have you have a rotary soul? back at the church. <laughs> no, you have a rotary. No. <laughs> Actually, you probably have like pigeons. Okay, well, I I can run phone. back. <laughs> Can I send a, a carrier pigeon <laughs> to the magic? If you need them if, as quickly as possible, uh, as quickly the optimal way is probably to just run around the streets or run around the streets screaming for the guards. I'm gonna go do that. Well, okay, I'm gonna go Would do that. Be that. Our best bet. Well, okay, yeah, let's do it. The thing is, is they're fighting each other, very obviously murdering each other. But it would not be weird for us as simple townsfolk to be concerned about finding dead bodies. That's true, because if we just sat here and watched them, or if we ignored them, then that would look suspicious. Yeah, so we should probably... They'd be like, why didn't you call the magic cops on the magic murder? Yeah, so we should probably go report on said murder. Okay, let's go. We can yell in the streets. We go. You spend a little bit of time streets. running throughout the streets trying to get the attention of the guards in town, who are a... V- hey, everybody! There's big, big murder. Big murder in this cave of the volunteer happening. Militia. Now. <laughs> Who's maybe like 17. He's like, okay, I'll tell my boss. He's like, okay. <laughs> I'll gather the boys and we'll take Thanks, care guy. of this problem I'll real quick, no problem. Like a, like a yeah, like a pimply like faced seventeen year old Brooklynite. Clowns, clowns all As the team is running around getting this all set up, a familiar ship arrives in port. It's a ship that 
you guys see leave every once in a while. It's a ship that mainly deals with the exportation of said soapstones. Um, it's like a big day when everyone when it comes back to port because that's where most of the town's money comes from. The town is relatively empty since most of them have been on this long voyage. Um, but there is not the familiar amount of fanfare for this kind of ship returning to port as you'd expect. And as the guards run off to assemble their team to go into the mines to deal with the problem you've alerted them to, there's this mysterious weight in the air surrounding the return of the ship. There's a lot of weird things happening today. You don't know what to make of it. What would you like to do? It's a very strange day in Fatireton. It's a very strange day in Fatireton. Aww. Well, that's exciting, at exciting least. Does not always exciting good does not always mean good for us. But we should probably let those guys have at themselves while we figure out what's going on with this boat. Okay. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So, let's go investigate so, this boat. The, um... Okay. So, there's a relatively yeah. rudimentary dock here. Relatively it only can hold a couple boats at a time, and... The spot for the ship is pretty much always open, waiting for it to return. So it's got its own spot at the docks. Um, you don't see anyone, and no one's disembarked the boat yet. Um, and it's just kind of arrived at port. They don't see any people yet. What would you like to do? Hmm. Do you think it'd be safe for us to get a little bit closer to that ship? Safe? No. I mean... Safe, no. But it is our solemn duty, I believe. Okay, let's do it. But just be really quiet. Very quiet. I will be very quiet. I've got this. I can do this. Do you? Are you questioning me? (laughs) No. Of course not. Why would I do that? can't even use the Dewey Decimal System and questioning my ability to sneak around in the stupid armor. Well, yeah, because you can't even sneak around in that stupid armor, so there. Look. (laughs) Yeah, so there. (laughs) I don't have time for this. (laughs) You just don't have a comeback, that's why. That's why I'm saying that. I am too (laughs) smart for a comeback to your your stupid childlike antics. Let's just go. Let's just go. Whatever you say, Art. (laughs) Don't call me that. It's Arthur. How about Artie? It's Arthur. Which one do you like better, Art or Artie? Neither. (laughs) Okay, so Artie it is. (laughs) I'm surrounded by fools. Yeah, but at, le- at least we have fun. Do we? You don't seem like you have My any fun kind of ever. My kind of fun is reading a very good book. You're stupid. That's stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Prove it. You can't even use the Dewey, use and Dewey and or decimal, decimal system, system right. I can use the Dewey decimal system better than you can. I can use the Dewey decimal system with my eyes closed. No, you can't. Yes, I can. You can feel no, by heft alone <laughs> where a book belongs on the Dewey decimal system. <laughs> That's a big lie. 
I'm pretty sure I am a knowledge cleric. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure the that. word knowledge is part of that. Oh, uh-huh. God, give me strength. Let's just go. <laughs> oh, God, give me strength. Let's just go. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> you approach oh, anyway. the cargo ship oh. from the docks. And as you. There's a couple of equipment or supplies kind of stored on the docks barrels and ropes and other items that ships might need. And. As you start making your way down the dock, you can see from the cargo ship a um, a kind of like a gangplank for people to board and disembark from being extended over the edge of the ship. But as you're now on the docks, the top level or the top deck of the ship is kind of above where you can see. You can't see who's extending the the dock itself. The dock, the gangplank. The thing. The, the thing. The, what, the, the big thing. board. The, the big thing. thing. What, the big board. Hmm. The big board whom we need into space. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to do, a, I guess, a okay. perception check. Okay. Who's up on the boat? Okay. Uh, a nine. A nine? I got it's, a it's nine. It's tough to see at first, but you catch a glimpse of someone, and you recognize him from the town. It's Cletus. He's one of the one of the deckhands on the ship. You kind of see him coming and going every once in a while. He makes appearances at the church whenever he has a, uh, a question that he needs answering for the crew. He's always trying to impress them with new things he's picked up and new ways to help. Um... He's a he's usually a pretty bright young guy, but he doesn't seem like himself as you're observing him here. Um very kind of blank expression. Kind of pale, which doesn't make a ton of sense to you because he'd be out on the sea the entire time getting a lot of sun. You don't know why he seems suddenly so sickly in a sense. I'm gonna wave at him. Hey, hey, buddy. He, he, hey. Consi- he sees you, and he it looks like he considers you, but he does not respond. Hmm. Oh, that's Maybe rude. I should get him some magic Sounds coffee. like he could use it. I suggest we, hmm. I suggest we as good citizens that we are, uh, check on our dear Cletus and figure out what's up with this boat. Yeah, and not be suspicious at all. No. Okay, great. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Why, why are you so upset? It takes him a second to figure out. He pauses as he considers how he wants to answer. And he says, Oh, you know Hello? me. Long day. Have you gotten... Have you gotten any good news about the shipments and help in the town, all that good stuff? He kind of looks to someone that you can't see, and he turns back to you after a a brief pause, and he says, gotta pick up the next one. Right back to it. Where is... Where is everybody? It's usually kind of, you know, lively around here. It's he always says, hustle and bustle. Well, you know how it is. 
says, Storms at sea. Crew's a little spent. And as he says this, you can people are now starting to kind of make their way up and over um, the gangplank, make their way down to the docks, almost kind of oddly uniformly for them. Um, his his uh, statement also strikes you as odd because you don't recall a storm. Really recently at all. It's not really the season for it. And you haven't really seen any clouds out in the distance over the sea. You're not quite sure what he's talking about. Okay. I'm going to do an arcana check mm-hmm. on this whole situation. Mm. Wow, my rolls have been terrible today. Uh, I got a seven. A seven? You're not sure. I got a seven. Seven? You're not sure. Hmm. Uh, Very well, odd. I mean, well, I, I mean, priest. Uh-huh. I am. I could a priest. I could come up there and bless this boat for safe passage. Says, oh, we'll be okay. I'll come see you before I leave. You should. Good. Yes, please do. You should. Good. Yes, please do. Maybe you can take out a book on <laughs> weather conditions <laughs> on the sea or something. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, I'm sure yeah, like, that I'm sure there's a lovely. book on it. I'm sure there's a book on it. I have pretty decent charisma. Can I try and persuade him to be yeah, like, go hey, for buddy, it. what's really wrong? Yeah, go for it. What, uh, what's, what's happening? It's okay. You know, life's hard. Sometimes you... It doesn't go the way you want, but that's okay. I don't know. A 12? Um, I got, I got yeah. a 12. Um, people yeah. are coming off the ship at this point, and from just quick glances at them as they pass by, you get a similar impression from the rest of the members of the crew. All of them seem kind of sullen, seem kind of blah, some kind of blah, pale, strange. And as hmm. Cletus finally approaches you, him being one of the last people off the ship, um, he opens his mouth like he's going to answer you, um, but no words come out. And he kind of shuts his mouth and he says, hmm. well, you know, the work's not hard. It's not worth doing. Work's not hard. It's not- I'll be okay. Thanks for your concern. Clem. I suppose... And he starts to make his way what? towards the mine with the rest of his crew. Towards the is that the mine where all that fighting is going on? It sure is. Is that the mine where all that fighting is going on? Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, maybe not go that way. There seems to be some kind of scuffle going on. We called the... We informed words, the police, but there's a big problem over there. It would truly not be in your, your best words interest don't seem to, to deter this moment. the uh, the group of sailors as they approach the mine, and now you're seeing the guards start to approach too. You see, uh, like six guys in mitch, uh, mismatched armor. This town doesn't have a very large force, um, and they start to approach the mines like weapons ready. This is maybe. A hundred or so feet from you, so you can kind of see them in the distance getting ready to do their thing while this group of sailors is pretty much marching on mass over to them. One hand, 
Oh, gosh. So on one hand, we could investigate this boat, but on the other hand, we've got essentially an entire civil war playing out in this cave (laughs) over here. (laughs) Inside the cave. Hmm. Hmm. Well, um... Let's see. We, we're not very high-leveled. Um, we could go in there. We just have to be very careful. I suppose the boat will be here when we get back. Let's it's go. True. Make Unless sure. it just, like, sprouts legs and walks away. That is factually yes. impossible. Is it? Yes. <laughs> okay. I believe you. <laughs> Okay, I guess, I guess it's not possible. But we should go over to that cave anyway. We should do some damage control, yes. All right, King, what's the plan? Sure. Walk behind the whole We're going to walk behind the whole gaggle of people how far behind? to see how the cave is. You want to keep like a good distance? Are you trying to approach uh, uh, more or less unnoticed? Are you trying to approach with notice. or in support of any of the other groups? I wanted any of the other groups. Nah, I think I wanna, we're just kind of tagging along. I kind of want to keep a little bit of a distance. Yeah, I kind of want to keep a little bit of a distance. Just we're, to make uh, sure nobody singles us out, because we are technically supposed to keep a low profile. Technically. Alright, so yeah, we'll just kind of follow at a distance, and we'll, we'll act like normal people, being like, what's going on over there? Yes. Alright. Um, so give me perception checks from the both of you. As you're kind of, you're kind of keeping your distance, but I imagine you're trying to put yourselves in a position where you can see as much of what's going on as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. Yes. Okay. Um, I got a sixteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Sorry. Uh. Sorry. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. So. I got a thirteen. The further you can so, see into the cave, the more the closer you'll have you'll have to beat everything. So what's what's the kind of balance you want to want to hit here? Do you want to see the closer you, or the more you want to see down into the mine, the closer you have to be to the entrance of it, which is where Mm -hmm. it looks like a lot of this action is happening. So what kind of compromise do you want to make here? How close do you want to be versus how much do you want to see? Get in line behind. I'll get in line behind. So you're pretty much right up next to them. Seafarers. Yeah. Okay. But in the back, trying to look okay. inconspicuous. Um, as you are kind of approaching, the um, it seems like the battle is starting to sort of wind down a little bit. Let's see who's on top. Let's roll a die here. The Cult of the Dragon seems to be getting the upper hand here. Um, Radil is dead on Ashalon's sword. And Ashalon is kind of getting his group oh. ready to round up the rest of the... People to take control of the mine as the guards approach. The two of them break out into melee. And you're kind of seeing the edges of this as you, behind the sailors, are all approaching the mine. The sailors are kind of approaching in, like, single file all the way down. Um, things are... It's, it's a very strange day. Should you be doing, doing that, sirs? None of the Sorry, sailors respond me. to your be doing that? Yeah. In fact, give me huh. insight checks. In fact, give me insight. 
Okay, that's new. Things are things are certainly strange with these guys. Things are things are certainly strange. With these guys. I got a seventeen. Things are heating up. <laughs> I got a seventeen. Oh no! I got a two. Oh no! I'm not. Clem thinks I, this is business I'm as really usual. Smart. He's like, yeah, they all. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is this is fun. Um, <laughs> Arthur, you think there's something uh, immediately wrong? Um, you think that these people are not in their right mind, and that something. Is kind of pushing them forward into a clearly dangerous situation, and you're not sure what they'll do when they arrive. What spell are you going to cast? A spell. Detect magic. I'm going to cast detect magic. How does detect magic work? For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura on any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn at school of magic, if any. Okay. Uh, you yeah. definitely sense magic. Uh, you sense you get that like a like a bright glow from a strong magical effect on the heads of every single one of the sailors. The heads. The heads. Hmm. Like, maybe they're being, like, That's mentally manipulated. And you get the, the school of magic is enchantment magic, which is consistent from your training in mm. Harper uh, School, as it were. Harper College. Well, you didn't get to go to college because you were barred. Well, you didn't get to go to college. Bitch, don't bring that up. Um, it's consistent with other, like, other mind control type effects. Tend to be enchantment school. Is there a way that I can give me an arcana check now that you've kind of identified it? Can I have advantage because I have detect magic? You know what? Yeah, you've got more context to apply to what part of your brain you're kind of sifting through. Sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, you think this is it's this is not necessarily a spell, more or less, but some sort of natural magical effect of some sort of powerful creature, but you don't know the details. And as you're starting to figure this out, you start seeing the first sailors in line move in towards the militia group and start attacking them with their own weapons. Oh shit. Thanks for listening to this episode of 20-Sided Spies. We hope this mission report has proved useful. Further reports become available every other Tuesday, so stay tuned. If you need further information, including other mission logs, agent profiles, and more, infiltrate our website at spiescast.com and find us on Twitter at 20-Sided Spy. And please, before you go, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. It really helps us grow, and we appreciate it a lot. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.